A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Welcome back to the Poor Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D, the dead poor hitter, coming at you with another NFBC main event. Fab rundown, standings breakdown, overall standings breakdown with Mr. Todd Whitestone from spstreamer.com who provides us with a great free article on spstreamer.com where he breaks down the Fab and standings for the NFBC main event, and we have two special guests tonight, Mr. Bob Cramitola, who leads the NFBC main event overall standings, and Mr. Ben Tidd, who's actually number two. So we have the number one and number two overall point getters so far in the main event, in the overall standings, and this is Bob's third podcast, Ben's first podcast, so it was cool to get them on and get their insights about how their season has gone so far and their path in the NFBC uh, main event forum playing fantasy baseball. They just started pretty, they're both pretty new, um, starting in 2019 and 2020. So it's pretty cool to see how far they've come and how successful um, they should end up being this year. So we get to talk to them about a little about their process, what went right for them this year, how they like to operate FAB, and then we get to talk about the FAB for the weekend and um, some strategies going forward that they might have to employ or anyone else might have to start thinking about making um, its decision time. So you got to put your plan in action and capitalize on anything that you can and, you know, go down this final stretch and bring it home. You know, this is a game of fun, but it's also supreme competition. You know, if you're a competitive person, you want to win these leagues and you, you, you know, you spend some time, you know, evaluating players and doing all this work to end up at the top if you can. So this is the time to do it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Ben um, and and Bob did awesome, fantastic. So I hope you guys enjoyed their company with us tonight. So here it is, the episode. All righty, folks, welcome back to the Pull Hitter Podcast. I am Rob DiPietro, the dead pull hitter, coming at you with another NFBC main event standings. And Fab Breakdown with my man from spstreamer.com, Todd Whitestone. What's up, Todd? Rob, how you doing tonight? Doing wonderful. Uh, guys took one from us last night, the Yankees. Um, thank God. <laughs> yeah, thank God. I mean, you guys needed it more than we did, but uh, yeah, still want to get one here tonight, you know? Um, we'll see. Uh, we could use this one, too. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it'll be a close battle, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have two special guests here with us tonight. We have the number one overall and number two overall players in the main event standings as of today. We have Mr. Bob Cramitola and Mr. Ben Tidd. What's up, fellas? Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Pull Hitter Podcast. And 
excited to talk to you guys about this awesome season you've had up to date so far. So what's up, Bob? What's going on? Not much. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, nice to meet you too, Ben. Uh, nice to meet you as well, uh, Todd. Thank you. What's up, Ben? How you feeling tonight, man? A little nervous. It's my first time podcasting, so uh, I appreciate you guys asking me to come on, and uh, nice to meet all three of you, and I'm ready to get, get started. Yeah, man, absolutely. Don't feel nervous at all. We don't bite here. We'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, we're perfectly cool. You know, we make fun of each other. We have fun, and, you know, that's the bottom line. It's just straight talking about, you know, this little silly game that we love so much, and uh, I found it funny, too. Like, I, I've heard your name mentioned a lot, too, obviously, on the Bubba and the Bat Flip, and uh, I think the last episode, Toby was just like, I don't think you need my help, Ben. I think I, <laughs> I, think, I, I think I need your help. It was funny, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's cool to always um, see who's getting involved and asking some questions mm -hmm. and around the podcast game, and, um, but uh, it's cool. It's, uh, I know it's, um, kind of overwhelming it too i remember when i did my first podcast when i went on my first guesting podcast and yeah i was uh i was a nervous wreck i had um, a lot of like player evaluation that i that they asked me to do and i i pretty much stayed up like all night to make sure i didn't sound like a like i didn't know what i was talking about but i'm pretty sure i didn't like even read anything <laughs> that i wrote down. <laughs> it just happened sometimes but um so I just wanted to get a general like background of how you guys got started into the fantasy baseball and um, you know how long you've been playing on the NFBC platform. Um, so, Bob, why don't you give us a little background first of when you started playing in fantasy in general and the NFBC itself? Oh, man, fantasy baseball in general. Long before, heck, even long before fax machines even existed. Wow. We, used to, we used to have to drive by the commissioner's house and uh, throw your lineup in his mailbox. Uh, <laughs> so it, was a, it was a long, long time ago, you know, and then there was no fab that didn't exist. Then. And then waivers, you just, the first one, it was first come, first serve waivers. It was so, and it's back, you're talking like 1986, 87 uh, when I first started playing. And I, I started playing NFBC, my first baseball, my first year in football was 19. And then the COVID year, uh, 20, was my first year playing uh, baseball. You know, before that, uh, the only really isn't as much high stakes. I played a lot of CBS and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, CBS Sports was popular. So I played a lot of that. And that was kind of, it was kind of easy. I, I don't think there were a lot of, uh, you know, uh, people in the industry playing on CBS leagues. But I did quite well there. And then I just, um, I actually heard, uh, I was listening to Sirius XM, uh, the fantasy sports and people kept referencing nfbc and then that, that's how i found it and i started like i said uh, the covid year was my first year doing baseball wow so yeah so you're pretty new like me too because 2019 was my first year as well yeah. um and i i read about it on baseball hq and ryan bloomfield was referencing it a couple times in some articles and you know i think i clicked on the hyperlink and i you know i was like wow this is this is pretty fascinating and mm -hmm. um you know, kind of um, made it an issue, you know, made it a thing to um, take some of my league, uh, my home league winnings and, um, you know, enter a couple of leagues on this site, you know, because uh, I just like how everything is so there for you to look at, you know, of like the league histories and the standings results. It's pretty cool. Um, yep. Nice little populated uh, site. Well, what about you, Ben? When did you get started in this uh, wonderful hobby we have? Not quite as long ago as Bob, but uh, for me, it was um, 2006. Um, and But like Bob, I started also in 2020 on NFPC. 
Um, so I was a Yahoo guy instead of CBS. So I've been uh, mainly, mainly on Yahoo since 2006. And uh, I, my first league was an Emmy qualifier actually in 2020. So um, some of you guys, I'm relatively new to NFBC platform, but I do like it. So I came back for it, as you can tell, and uh, starting to play more and more leagues as the years go on. That's cool. And um, that's a big transition from like a Yahoo league, like where this, the positions are different, right? It's like uh, less, less, like less players in general that you're starting. Oh yeah, yeah it's completely different. It's more like a, um, I think it's more like a points league setup. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't play points, but I hear like CBS guys talking about it, and mm -hmm. they compare the two lineups how they're so different. But Yahoo's more of like a, I think they're more into head-to-head -head categories. That's what I play for my home league, and so I think right. they kind of combine the um, the points setup with the category so it's a little it's definitely different from the nfbc yeah most of the yahoo leagues i think are just three outfielders also right mm -hmm. no corners no middles yeah one catcher yeah yeah that's a whole different ball game right there for sure um so how did you guys do you know in your first go around in the nfbc and like what have you learned along the way um because i knew for me like the first i think thing that I really had to get used to was just navigating the site and then just just search just seeing on Twitter like some of the things that people were posting um I'm like where did they get this information from you know like it, you really um it took me a while to like kind of figure out you know where everything was and what I was able to access and uh once I saw it I was you know pretty pretty like wow this is like all so much of the game you know how much of uh what you can take from you know getting better uh, besides the, the player evaluation part. So how, how was your, um, you know, how, how did you start and how, how are you now in terms of the comfortability level and stuff like that? Ben, you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. So you alluded to um, Bob and the bathlip earlier. So they were the reason why I heard about NFPC. Um, Toby was always talking about the main event and uh, mm -hmm. I know Bubba plays on too, but he doesn't do the mains, but um, so I kind of piqued my interest and then I Went to the website. I remember, I was overwhelmed with all the different league types that they had to offer. So I'm like, I just want to try one. And it was 2020s, and it was already a weird season to begin with. So I found that MB qualifier is relatively cheap compared to the other contests. Um, so I gave that a go, and I, I got lucky, and I won. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, I had some really good picks. Um, had some good luck with that, and uh, then next uh, last year was a little more of a wake up call. I, I didn't do nearly as well. Um, I did, I entered into the uh, TGFBI qualifier and actually I won that or as a satellite league, they call it. So I actually, that was the only league I won. Um, uh -huh. Didn't win. I was in five leagues. I didn't win any money um, through NFPC, but uh, I learned a lot. So I think that's really helped me out this year. Sure. Um, with all the contests I'm in now. Right. I think like, I always feel like I, I learned more in the leagues I lost just to see what I did wrong and, and like what went wrong. And, you know, I think it motivates me more to, to, you know, get better in those leagues too. Um, but uh yeah it's um it's definitely overwhelming for sure you know um what did you see like when you first looked at the site like what were the leagues that like kind of really caught your eye and actually the main event the main event qualifier is that just just um just the first place prize right there's nothing there's nothing for second or third yeah it's it's just all or nothing i think it's all or nothing, right? qualifier there's like second and third i think for the ocs right or something like that i know that other qualifiers you get something maybe for second and third but yeah it was you had a win or it was just that was it and um, and now you don't have to um apply for tgfbi because now you're on a podcast so you should be eligible <laughs> you should be you should yeah. be eligible for a, you know a straight entry that's it 
Yeah. <laughs> you have done that, content yes. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thank you guys. I'm in the club. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're in the club for sure. Um, but yeah, so did you had anything catch your eye on this uh, on the site at first? Like um or were you just like like you said, you were just kind of taken aback by everything? Yeah, well, one thing that's nice is they show you all the like the price ranges for everything. And I wasn't trying to drop too much money on it. I just wanted to get used to like because you you're saying how and it's true how different the websites are. And um so I'm glad I just did the one for like a hundred bucks. It was a hundred like $130. And uh just trying to get used to the fab setup. That was first time doing weekly fab like that for myself, a weekly lineups. I'm yeah, yeah, it was all daily, so it's all different. Um just figuring out how to add people, like going between like in Yahoo, you have your player page where like you set your lineup see your stats it's all in one spot but with NPC you have to like bounce around a little bit but once you get used to it it's, it's not hard to navigate it at all so um I think I made a good choice with the one qualifier so because I got my foot in, or got my feet wet for last year when I was in the main event so I kind of knew what to expect going into this year awesome awesome do you plan to get to any live events if you can um possibly uh <laughs> I think, I, I don't know if it was Bubba and Ryan or Bubba and Toby, but they were saying they wanted to meet me out or wanted to try to get me out to one of, well, for them it's Las Vegas, but for yeah. me it'd make more sense to go, go down to the city, but um, right. maybe. I don't know about next year, but maybe in the future, I'll see. Ah, cool, man. Well, um, I'll be yeah. there in New York. Todd, 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 uh, Todd, the big shot over there too. He like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, he gets a big pass into the NFBC world and he, he, he's over there pointing fingers at people and, you know, shouting <laughs> things at people all, all day. I, 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 the real answer is I, I, I've wormed my way into being an admin on some of the drafts where I'm not participating. So it's kind of fun because I get to see what some people are drafting and I get to sort of uh, scope out the situation. But yeah, New York, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun in New York. There's a sort of a standard, consistent crowd. Uh, Vegas, though, is much bigger and you're going to see more of the people there. And of course, it's a lot more fun as sort of a vacation. But um but New York is a good crowd. It's it's well worth it as well. Right. Bob, have you been to any live events? No, I haven't. I plan on going uh to the to baseball this year in Vegas. Cool. Great. Awesome. Yeah. But I awesome. have not. Um, we're gonna we're gonna roast Mike the Mouth. <laughs> and I'll definitely be there. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a fun room. We're all gonna shit on him and he's gonna hit on us back. It's gonna be great. Right. Yeah, no, no, Mike <laughs> definitely will do that. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. He's like one of the uh like only or perfect candidates to just take it and give it back to. So it'll be perfect. And, yeah. you know, he loves, he loves it when the spotlight's on him. So um, <laughs> it'll be perfect for him. But Bob, how about you? How did you, um you know, start in the NFBC and how, how has your path gone to it now Um in terms of uh, learning the site? Yeah, and everything? I, yeah. I started playing football and then I just, you know, I love drafting. I just think it's a ball. I think it's fun. And I also joined Twitter like in September or in 2020 is when, you know, during COVID time when, you know, I was stuck in the house, you know, mm -hmm. most of us were stuck in the house during COVID, right. You know, for that baseball season, I just started, you know, I love, I, first of all, I love sports. I, I used to love competing in them when I was younger. And, you know, now that I, I really can't compete in them anymore, I, you know, I just fantasy sports is the next best thing. And, you know, being in a house all that time during COVID, I just started drafting a lot. You know, I, I thought I was really, really good, but, you know, it, uh, NFBC could be really humbling. Uh, you know, real quick, you find out how good you're not. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, I entered all kinds of different contests. I probably wound up doing mostly cut lines. 
And I don't know why, because now I, I didn't do any at all this year, and I won't because it's just it's just a different animal. I mean, I just yeah, I was horrible at it. You know, you got to be uh, that's really like a specialty in my opinion to be good at a cut line, right? Um, you know, with the point system and all, and you know, there are a couple guys out there. You know, there's this guy Jason Cuffs out there who's like a cut line, and he's old. And I, just every time I, he beat me, every time I was like, "Well, I'm not going to just keep giving this guy money. He just crushes me every time." <laughs> yeah, so Jason and Curtis of, Jones are just like yeah, right, outstanding. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And and, and that's a skill, man. That that is a skill. So um, I found you know, it a little was, like too. Um, I guess the best ball is just a little too. I, I don't know. I like to make moves, you know, like I know it's two yeah. fab periods, but I like the lineup setting. I think to me, that's like just the best ball is, is really oh, cool for that, you know, you know, but it's a different animal. I like yeah, action. The, the fab periods are just a nightmare. I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, <laughs> you know, it, 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 yeah. it, I just had anxiety and I did, you know, like 40 of them. So oh, I'm like, I'm oh, like God. yeah, I'm like the cut lines, not for me. So I dropped that this year and, uh, I, you know, I, I think I'm getting better. I, I, I can all, every time I could already find my uh, weaknesses year over year and, you know, I'm, I'm getting better at fab. I, that, that was a real weakness of mine last year. That's why it was so horrible. So better this year than last year. Uh, and hopefully next year I'll uh, even be better. Nice. Nice. Um, ben, I noticed that you don't play 12 team leagues, right? You're just 15 team league guy right now. Uh, on NFBC, that's correct. But um, I still have a couple leagues on Yahoo, so I uh, I saved the twelve teamers for that. Okay, cool. I got it. But yeah. okay, I just wanted to see if you would just like like the deeper player pool or just um, played in twelve in general too. Um, that's interesting. Um, Bob, so you have over a hundred teams or close to ninety two. Ninety two baseball teams. Ninety two wow. baseball teams. God and bless I, you. I only. And I only do NFBC, so. Okay, uh, but how many that. fab? Uh, four, okay, so I got 48, uh, 49. I got 38 fab teams. Wow. wow. The rest are, the rest are uh, DCs. Well, uh, I, I can't, guess I can't complain about 10 fab teams then. No, <laughs> yeah, it's not that. It's not, it's not as bad as people uh, make it out to be. Um yeah, I got to say, I, I'm playing too many DCs too. You know, I love, you know, Twitter sometimes is the worst. You're on Twitter, all of a sudden, you know, Fish is signed up for a draft and Matt right. signed up for a draft. I'm like, all right, well, I might as well get in on this. And, <laughs> you know, and I'm slow drafts sometimes, you know, I don't want to be the guy that holds the draft up. So I, I probably don't do, you know, the research that I should or look at my roster. And I just, oh, this guy's not bad. I pick him and, you know, and then I'm in 10th <laughs> place and, you know, I'm like, well, I'm going to do 30 more. So what's, you know, I, I got to get out of that mentality. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause like you said, it's, especially when it's like really, you know, like guys that you like just, you know, yeah, adding yeah. a link into the tweet and you're like, yeah, sure. I'll play with these guys. And it's fun, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's fun. I just, oddly enough in my, my draft chain, I do better in the high dollar ones than the one fifty ones. Hmm. I'm horrible in the one fifties, but in the, uh, even last year when I just had a miserable year, I finished, uh, I did two $2,500 ones and I was fifth in one and I finished in second in the other, uh, Phil finished in first, Phil Dusso, but, uh, you know, so that was a nice return, but even this year, I'm in the $5,000 one that I got a shot to finish in the money. I'm in the money in a $2,500 one. I'm doing okay. in a couple thousand dollar ones and I'm doing well in the four hundreds, but the one fifties just forget about it. I mean, it's just a nightmare. 
Interesting. Do you change? Did you change your strategy at all in the different leagues or no? I, I don't. I don't think so. I think I pay a little bit more attention when you're in a draft and you see Casey Chav, Phil Dusso, and mm. Vlad Sedler, and you just see right. those. You know, there just tends to be a little bit more focus. I think for me because I don't want to embarrass myself to those guys. You know, those guys are you know legends, and uh, you know you don't want to you know be horrible. Those guys, but so you. you- so you get, get up for the comp. That's what you do. You, yeah, I don't. You, I don't write. I don't miss a pick. You know yeah, what I mean? I, yeah. You know, I, yep. I don't miss a pick overnight, and I make sure that I'm a little bit ready. But I, I know you won the overall what two years ago? Yeah, yeah. The first, the first year I, I played. I think that's the hardest uh, doing the DC overall, just because the the knowledge of the player pool you have to have is just is you know, is immense. And that, you know, that's where my main weakness is, you right. know, to, to, to know. I mean, everyone knows the, the first 20 players drafted, but now what about the rest of them? You know, who, oh, you know absolutely. Always, I mean, that that's where it is. Who's going to play like, you know, I, half the time, I, sometimes I don't even have even heard of a player that's getting drafted sometimes, you know, but they're, you know, these players in these leagues, they know that player pool. And mm-hmm. you know, I think that's why I struggle in, in draft champions. I got to, next year I got to work on a, uh, the, the player pull a little bit better and, and know who's who. Yeah. I think it's like crucial to know where you can get like plate appearances late in the draft, like sneaky plate appearances, just volume. And then you have to have like at least one or two guys that you take really late that just happened to blow up, you know, like the yeah. year that I won, it was Corbin Burns and like the 40, like, like pick four 70 or something. And he was outstanding. And it's just, I guess, too, like I, I implemented a strategy to wait for saves. And um, that year I took uh, Ryan Presley and uh, Matt Barnes in like, I don't know, the mid, mid-20-ish mid rounds. And oh. they were my first closers. Um, and I just stacked up on bats and arms. And they they both got, you know, they both worked their way into the, the closers that year. And it was just huge yeah. because it's just propped my saves up and I was able to have so much depth elsewhere. So, um, and then, you know, I think I got to try to go back to that, honestly, back to like just speculating late on, on save because I seem to do well, you know, when I try that, but then you get caught up into the, you got to get saves and it all makes sense on paper this year, you know, I was trying <laughs> yeah. to, you know, but um, and then even you know, I did this draft for twenty twenty three, and of course, I took two closes in the first four rounds. So, I guess I'm not going to try that yet. Maybe in uh, <laughs> in my next couple of drafts. But Bob, so how? What's your process for Fab? Like, you know, are you doing it like all week long, or is it just like a one day yeah. thing for you? Just one yeah, day. It's a, yeah, it's a. I, I'm an early riser, uh, mm-hmm. and like I said, you know, I have my own businesses, so I can go in late, not go in, whatever I, you know. If I want to, I'm very fortunate in, in, in uh, that respect. And, you know, I just wake up early on, uh, you know, I usually start getting prepared on Saturday. Uh, I subscribe to a FTN. So I read Vlad's, uh, Vlad's report every weekend and I just start to get, you know, a little bit ready. And then Sunday I wake up early and I start hammering out like guys I want to look for. Um, and then I just, you know, then I just hit it. You'd be shocked at how quick you can go. Now it's easy. Cause I'm like broke. So it's a real simple process now when you got no fab money. <laughs> but, and, and and my I run fab the same way in all my leagues. Like I'm broken all my leagues. So I got I got I think I got like 28 OCs and maybe I got money left in like seven of them or something. I mean, and I mean I got zero dollars in a lot of leagues. And I'm doing well in those leagues, but like I just yeah, you know, I, I got. I still like I said I'm I I've waited longer this year to get the zero though compared to last year. Okay. Really? 
Wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Last year, I was the guy. I set the record on a, in one weekend. It was the. Uh, it just ruined my whole year. I got Julian Merriweather and uh, Yermin Mercedes for like oh, eight yeah. Oh, like yeah. this year. Oh, wow. And like, yeah. I, I was in a beat Jeff Zimmerman league and like he tweeted on Monday, hey, some guy in my league got like $18 left. <laughs> and we just got through our third fat period. Well, that was me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that wiped me out, you know, uh, in the outline, you know, my three mains, I finished in last place. All three of them teams that I had both those guys on, and I just blew all my fab. I just didn't know any better. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I just, it was a way, I was horrible at it. And I'm still not great at it, but I'm better at it. So I just got to have a little bit more discipline next year. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. That that definitely makes sense for sure. Um, Ben, um, have you felt like the DCs help you for your fab leagues, or do you like to just? do the DCs because um, it just fills in like some extra, you know, extra draft time. Um, Probably both. Um, Cause being on Twitter all the time, like yeah. Bob is and you guys are, you see everyone tweeting about it and then it's like, Hey, well, football's over now. I play fantasy basketball too. So that's a little more casual, but like, oh, so nice. once football ends, I kind of start with baseball. I'm like, no, when do I want to draft? Um, So I started last year. Nice. Uh, Toby actually tweeted his DC links. I'm like, well, okay, I'll see how you do against Toby. I did terrible in that league. It was my first, second league on NFBC. Um, and then my, I did another DC last year too. That one was much better. Um, but yeah, they're kind of like my uh, mock drafts now because Yahoo, they always had the mock drafts. So like when I was younger, I would always do those just to get practice drafting. But now I've been doing it for so many years. I don't really need to do that for, for baseball as much. It's as I listen to the podcast and, do my rankings and stuff. I, it kind of, that's my prep really, but um, yeah, the DCs are good. Um, I, I almost didn't do them this year, but I changed my mind. I'm like, well, okay, it's, it's February. I'm, I'm not doing anything else. So, okay. I'll jump in two for two again. And uh, uh-huh. so I'm winning mm-hmm. one right now. So it was a good idea. I think good. so far, knock on wood. Yeah. I'm definitely like Bob. I'm going to reduce my DCs next year. I love them too, but I did, I did too many this year and uh, and it doesn't, I know there's no fab involved, but it's still like a lot of a lot of lineup settings, you know, especially if it's like a close league. I'm like over over processing where I can move up and who I should start. And it's just uh, it's just a mess. But I enjoy them so much. Like you guys said, it's just, you know, everyone's, you know, throwing out invites or saying, uh, you know, we're going to start up at D.C. And like, oh, this is fun. But, um, you know, I think I think we're. One there was one stretch where I had three slow drafts at the same time, and that was just too much. I did two like overlapped for maybe five rounds, like the first five and the last five of one, and that yeah. was perfect. That was the sweet spot. But then I did three at once because I bought a nine pack and I didn't draft for like two months. I had so much stuff going on at home, and I um just was out of it. And then I came back into draft, and uh, I was like, man, I have to use these up, you know. So I had, you know, I started to stuff them in at once, and it was just horrible, you know. I tried to like have a hard cut off of when I wanted to stop draft champion drafts and get into some, you know, fab drafting, uh, because I don't like to go back and forth. It just gets, I don't know, gets too muddled for me, you know. I'll probably do a three pack next year, I think. Um, yeah. 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 That sounds good. That sounds good. Well, we already got half of one draft down, right? You got it. Already did a DC. I mean, you're, you're, you're not off to a great start <laughs> yeah. to scale them back when you're definitely you know, not. There's 40 to get 40 games left this year. You're already drafted next year's team. So. <laughs> it was, it's so much fun, though. I got the, 
it got the juices flowing again and it was just uh it was it was fun to just get just getting a on a zoom call with uh you know everyone from around the u.s and just uh you know have have fun that's what it was like it was just, just a bunch of fun like we could have just been doing a fake draft and it would have been a ton of fun but we don't do fake drafts around here you know <laughs> <laughs> we don't mock around here no. for sure so, so how do you so let, me, let me yeah let me jump in rob and let mm-hmm. me ask about the drafts so just in terms of style and let me ask ben first uh do you go with a positional list uh, when you're drafting or do you have specific targets and you you're only looking for certain guys. Uh, what's your general approach when you're getting ready to draft? Um, yeah, so I basically just have my list one through. I probably go to like 450, well, 15 teams, 30 uh, spots. So I try to go around to 450 just to get a full player pool, at least for me to look at. And uh-huh. um, I try not to get too player specific with my targets because I don't want to like, if so I get sniped in a draft, I don't want to be like, oh, no, what am I going to do now? Um, right, right. Um, but I definitely know who I like, who I don't like. I try to color code too. Like I'll, I'll put some guys in red because I, I don't want them unless they really drop. Right. They probably won't. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, this year, though, for the main, I did map out um, kind of what I wanted to do for the first few rounds. Um, I, okay. I actually went pretty far into it, which was a first for me. I went, I wrote a name down all the way through round 19. Wow. Um, Nice. Yeah. So I did that like the day before. Um, and I think that really helped me a lot. Um, I didn't do it for any other leagues, just the main and um, but many, with the other leagues too. It, it worked out not doing that though. How many of those 19 do you think you got as a rough estimate? Is it, I, So I, I brought it back up today and I was actually pretty surprised. I hit three of my first four. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, four of the first seven. Wow. And then a couple more, more around pick 200. So, yeah, it was actually – actually went pretty well according to plan. Wow, yeah. And those were just the main guys. So, I had like a – I was then I had two safe picks based on ADP, and I had two fallbacks, which were like even more safe. Um, and some of those guys even got put into my final roster too, so. Yeah, well, I mean, your first – I, I uh, listed your your draft on my – on the, on the, the, the outline here, mm-hmm. and out of your first eight picks – Seven of them were really good. Maybe, maybe one was like mediocre. That was a bit worse thing you can say. They were like eight, eight in a row to start out, which was really fantastic. Um, so uh, I, I just commend you there. I mean, I was. Uh, it's hard to do that in any draft, let alone a main event. Yeah, and um, so going into the season, I was going to do five leagues on NFBC. Uh, the two DCs, I did TGFBI. Um, a qualifier for next year's main and then this main event. Um, but as it was a, the like the, the draft date for the qualifier approach, it wasn't full yet. So I'm like, well, I want to do at least one like fast draft before the main. So I signed up for a satellite league, a $100 satellite. And luckily I pulled the second draft pick for that one. So I was able to uh-huh. practice my strategy. I, I had the you. first overall pick in the main. So um, I, got I think that helped me out a lot. So I kind of tested out what I wanted to do for the main and okay. I like that team. So I, I did it again. And that really helped um, when it came time to draft. Sure. Sure. Quick, and Bob, quick, what, what would you quick say? Time out. Bob, yeah, yeah. Bryce yeah. went in yard, Bob, and his rehab game. He's ready. Just oh, put thank him God. Up. Just fucking bring him up. Well, come on. Why did you yeah. rehab him? We don't, come on. We don't need rehab games. No. I need him in my lineups. <laughs> oh. uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't play, they don't play the Mets the rest of the year. So you're good. You could root for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. I love them. Uh, to get, sorry, Todd. I had to, I had to throw that in there. I just thought well, that's good. Play. That's very helpful, Rob. Mm-hmm. So, so, Bob, what about uh, for your drafts? Do you, what kind of list do you have in front of you when you're uh, sitting down for, uh, you know, not, not a, a slow draft, but a sort of a regular pace draft? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily you know, have a, a list right in front of me. I really use the DCs to, to kind of prep for uh-huh. the main. And I, I'm in a lot of DCs and, you know, you kind of just start to get a feel. And I think it was important to get a feel for where closers go and where, you know, right. You know, what kind of pitching can I get in the middle of the draft? What kind of pitching can I get late? Uh, and I think that is really invaluable. But then when you, the main start, you find out how, you know, everything gets pushed up. You know, yep. so I, I really just tried to focus on, you know, the first five picks, I wanted to get a speed power guy, uh, which I was able to get. I wanted to get some good arms and I definitely wanted to get a, a reliever, you know, because yeah. the way the relievers were pushed up, it was uh, it was just nuts. I mean, you know, Rossell Glacey's second round, you know, for Mains and, you know, okay, you know yeah. just, you know, and if you were the guy who drafted him, you know, tough right. luck, you know, right. I mean, you're, yeah, you're right. Like, you're not going to so it was so kind of that was my goal uh, i use a combination of i subbed to some good you know i subbed the roto wire i subbed to ftn i subbed to fan graphs even though it's technically free i still pay the sub to uh mm-hmm. you know. and you know so i kind of yeah, use you have to i mean it's so much yeah. stuff there you have to give them something oh, man, for, yeah. yeah all the stuff you get it's like 60 bucks too yeah you know? yeah 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 i, I, I know and i i subbed i bought a t-shirt and a mug you know, I'm yeah. like, all right, I hope it helps a little bit. Yes, so absolutely. that, you know, because like mm-hmm. I would look at the pro- projections in rotor wire and the rankings and the same FTN, but then I really, to do my own, I use a combination of that. And then I go on, you know, on fan graphs and look at, you know, you know, everything from, you know, Steamer and Ariel Cohen's, pro- you know, just there's so much info there. Right. And I kind of put, you know, list, you know, my, the guys that I like and the guys that I want, and I want to do my best to get them. Sure. Unfortunately, you know, unfortunately there's guys that I don't want at all. And, you know, for me this year, it was Aaron Judge and uh, Austin Riley and them two are killing it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. have none of them. They were well, just you can't have everybody. You can't have everybody, Bob. So yeah. Your, your, your first nine, I graded uh, your first nine, and there's only two that sort of get, got a mediocre out of the first nine. It was Luis Robert because he sort of has been in and out of the lineup. Uh, and then Nick Castellanos really hasn't provided the power I think power, we all yeah. expected. But um, your, your two pitchers, Woodruff and Nola, have been very good. Kenley Jansen has been fine. Will Smith has been one of the best catchers. So I think you really, the first nine, again, like Ben – you started out really strong and uh, and then you could just fill in with certain guys later on. Yeah. Yeah. I my first 10 picks. I felt real good about um, even looking back at, you know, right. Castellanos his his lack of power. He only has 12 homers. It was kind of hurt. I'm happy so far with, with what Robert's on. He stayed relatively healthy, you know, good on stolen bases, good average. Right. Hopefully he stays healthy the rest of the year. But then I got real lucky at, you know, I went in 15, I at pick 15, I got Tristan McKenzie. At 16, I got Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. And at 17, I got Austin Hayes, who's struggling now. But up until the All-Star break, he was having a tremendous year. Yes. He really yes. helped me early. You know, he's not he's on the bench for me now, but early he helped me. And then the rest was fab, you know. And Dave Robertson was my in the 50th round. Or not the 50th. 30th, 30th. 30th, yeah. 30th round. 
Christian no, Walker in the twenty first too is a good nail. I mean, he's been. Nope. Christian Walker in the twenty first round. Yeah, I mean, yeah Walker. Yeah, Ben has power. Christian Walker. Yeah. yeah, Ben has yep. Christian Walker. Twenty sixth. Yeah, twenty sixth for you. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's great. Even better. Yep. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I was happy. I think that's the big key. It was just that those first ten picks have been relatively healthy, and uh, and then I got lucky in the middle. Tristan McKenzie and Julio Rodriguez. This, you know, he's going to be first round next year, right? How would he go? He went fourth. Yeah. In that yeah. Year. He, yes. Yeah. He went yeah, I got fourth. him in the sixteenth. I got him in the sixteenth round. So yeah, definitely you, first you know. round. Right. Yeah. I mean, we we've had people that are way up in the overall that don't that maybe get five out of ten really strong picks in the first 10 rounds. So you guys both did better than even a lot of players that are in the top 10 over the past years. It's not just this year. So, right. you know, you could go five for 10 and still have a really good year. In fact, uh, Rob didn't Phil Dassault. I think uh, I'm not sure about his top team, but one of his top teams, uh, he only had like five or six out of 10 of his first 10 that were really, really good picks. Yeah. He's a fab machine though. He makes it work yeah, in season. Yeah. 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 Super calculated. Yeah. He just makes the difference up. But, I, but I find it funny that you, both of you guys took Jake McGee kind of early. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> ben and nine and, and, and uh, Bob in round 11. I mean, yeah. he, he was that, it was a part of the draft too, where I, you know, was trying to get my second closer around like in between, 160 to like 200 more like trying to save it for the 200 part but um like i i i skipped out on the scott barlow's um and like at like 160 and went for trevino in the 200 you know which ended up being not the right pick you know as my second closer um it's it's tough it's it's you know it's it's tough when you're when you're drafting, knowing like where the pockets are, but you also know that everyone else knows where the pockets are. So right. it just becomes, it just becomes, and I think that's what a lot of the success is based on. Like if you just have to, um, it, it, it's just right up there with player evaluation, knowing when to take what, you know, and, and it's, it's such a big part of the game. You know, you can analyze player all day long. You could look at a projection system or an aggregation of them, but, if you don't know when to take the guys, it's just not yeah. going to come together, you know? It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's it's the biggest part, for sure, sure. I think, yeah. you know? And he, also, Rob, as the room is changing, so, like, you might be know where the pockets are you know, generally, but then all of a sudden you got to see that the starting pitching is going much faster than you thought. Right. And you know how to react. It's not It's not just a static thing. Yeah, yeah, it's so fluid, um, especially like in those auction drafts. You know, the auction yeah. drafts you you really have to go with the, like you said, you know, like if you if there's money flying off a board, you have to react. If it's stagnant and not enough money is coming off the board, you you know you have to know how to react. Have you guys um, got involved with any auction leagues or not? Just draw snake drafts. I'm the one with you, the Widowmaker one. Oh yes, place. yes, the Widowmaker. Yeah. That's the. Yeah. I think I'm in like sixth, fifth, or sixth or something. I got. I don't mind doing. It. I love doing. It. it was fun, but I it's it's only the second auction I ever did, and uh, I won't be doing a bunch more. Um, but I enjoy doing it with the people that were in that league. It was you know Derek was in it from NFBC and yep, uh, you know just a lot of good people were in that league. That's what made that fun to do. Um, but yeah, that's a, too. that's, a, that's... Just, that's just a totally different skill set to an auction. I mean, that's it's an auction you know. and a keeper, you know. We yeah, so yeah. it's just it's super, super different. It's uh yeah. yeah. That was uh that was cool that they put that 
together and they tried it out. Like, sure. I mean, those were the ones too. Like, were you, you know, that wasn't on my docket of, of draft to do, but then like, you know, Derek, it kicked it around for me and I was like, this sounds wonderful, <laughs> you know, and it's a DC. So it's like totally different auctions, Perfect. draft champions and, and keeper, you know, and it's just like, Whoa, this is, this is a lot, you know, but yeah, um, yeah. I'm a sucker when someone asks me to draft right now, it's football season. And, you know, Vlad Settler does a lot of 1155 Eastern drafts. And if he's ever short a guy, He's always texted me I'm like that's three hours past my bedtime, but I do it anyway because yeah, he knows yeah. I'm a sucker. So yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do yep. it anyway. He knows I'll say yes. I won't pass up an invitation to draft, and you know I got to set my alarm on my phone to make sure I'm awake because I never am that late at night. I'm half asleep, but it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely. Sure. Ben, do you um have you played in any auction leagues? No, the only thing I ever done was filled in for someone in a football league. I did like four picks or I bid on four guys for him. That was about it, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They're very time consuming. I know. So I don't know. It's a, uh, maybe it's one a, day I'll try them. It's a lot of fun, man. It's a, it's yeah. really, it's really, really a lot of fun. It's, it's usually my, my favorite drafts every year. Cause my home league. Is Everyone always auction. says that yeah. they always say the auctions are the favorite. Yeah. The, especially the live ones. If you, if you, online is fun too, but when you do a live auction, that's the greatest yeah, especially when you see the you know, the characters you know like Jason Dupont just puts on a show, you know, at the yeah. auction league. He's just just so full of energy and so, you know, everyone's got their mannerisms that they're trying to outdo each other. You know, and especially Gecko, Gecko's always uh trying to outwit everyone um with with his uh you know intimidation factors um ben do you get a projection system or are you mostly just like a skills-based uh type ranker yeah i i started using projections i always used to think that they were a waste because you can't predict the future and then mm -hmm. which just kind of goes against my education because i'm an engineer so like i know statistics and all that stuff so uh if i <laughs> decided to it was, it's weird i don't know why i always thought that way <laughs> well maybe i don't know yeah um yeah so i take a steamer um, ATC and a bad or bad exponent hitting or pitching, and I average those together, and I get the projections I go off of. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a good way because, like, I think I was a lot like you. I was mostly just like I would, you know, follow baseball HQs like skill based metrics and you know do do well like that. But I think even even after I won the overall, I I knew just just from losing, just from getting like crushed in the main event. I just knew that I had to get better. And just from listening to podcasts and talking to people and just reading more, um, especially the process, that book by Jeff Zimmerman and Tanner Bell really opened up my eyes to what numbers could do, you know, if you, if, if you really know how to manage them and, and understand it. And that's the, the biggest thing about a projection. I think you just have to understand what, what it's trying to tell you, you know, it's not a clear cut. This is, going to happen. It's just, you know, a range and, you can understand that, you know, like, uh, you know, things, things can fluctuate, but if you just have a reasonable idea of what a player's talent might be, um, it could definitely help you, you know, you're definitely, right. uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, when I start out, I, I, uh, I do do a bunch of data dumps from, um, fan graphs, like, uh, the, their different, um, previous year stats. And, uh, so I, I do, when I do my rankings, I do compare like swing strike rate, swing strike rate, um, walk rate, mm -hmm. pay rate, and then like hard hit for hitter stuff like that. So I use both. Um, it just depends on like what which part of the, the process I'm in. For the most right. Part. 
Yeah, no, I think it totally makes sense because if you if if you have someone that's popping on both both of your list, that's you know kind of like a perfect merge when you see that the numbers are agreeing with the skill set and the projection going forward, and then just just understanding what changes a projection. You know, obviously, if you're looking at someone's pitch mix or his velo, or like you said, his swinging strike and Sometimes a projection system is still maybe kind of factoring in like one bad year that they have, but they're a different pitcher. They're a different hitter at this point. You know, you just have to understand like how to just kind of, you know, make that manual tweak or, um, or, or play the appearances and innings. You know, you, if you can nail that, you know, if there's a big discrepancy in the projections from 400 at bats to 600 at bats, then, you know, you're to- especially in, in a draft champions, you're definitely going to, you know, that that's a huge bump for anyone who could nail that, you know. Um, Ben, I wanted to ask you, do you know, like, have you sat down and looked like looked at all the individual categories and kind of mapped out like maybe look how much points uh, one seed gets you like and try to make that difference to climb up to um, get ahead of Bob? Um, well, I'll admit it here that I only recently found out how to check the overall categories. I only ever looked at the overall standings for the longest time. Um, so oh, like I, I did take a look point, at like, you're saying. Or, yeah, or even like the how many saves I have next to all the other uh, teams. Like I, I just found that out like a week or two ago. So yeah, oh, I'm still gotcha. very new to all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, even just for my, my own league, I knew that I was kind of short in saves. Um, I knew after the draft, steals would be fine, but I – would definitely need help um, along the way. So right now my main focus is saves. Um, and um, I, I'm not like calculating how many points. I just know that it's so bunched up, at least for saves, that as many as I can get, it's, it's going to help me a lot try to try to catch Bob and, right. and keep stay away from the other guys too that are behind us. And um, It's roughly know, about 17 points for one save right now, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. You know. um, all right. Yeah, I'll be yeah. every every night I get one I'll be I'll be adding that up now. Yeah, no, no pressure, no pressure. Um, yeah, that's the big one though. I know you. Um, I think uh, Todd went through and he kind of highlighted where we were a little short in the overall. Um, right. Ks Ks have been pretty good for me. I know that's one I'm not as high as uh, Bob is, but um, like early I think mainly because I've been I've been relying on guys like uh, Michaelis, who's not a big K guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Max Freed's been one of my best pitchers, but he's like a K per inning, so he's not the best either. Um, I'm always so worried about ERA and WHIP, though, so I'd rather be better in ERA and WHIP, and then um, at least be okay in Ks. Um, yep, yep. Yeah. And I, I was able to add Josh Rojas um, when he, before he came back, so he's been a huge boost to, to my save my my steals totals. Um, nice. So that's really helped me out a lot. And uh, average um, has definitely. Uh, crept up a lot for me I, I it was rough like everybody else started the year everyone was hitting like 200 on my team I had Swanson who wasn't hitting uh Walker he's finally up to 220 but for the long time he was around right. like 195 right. so uh my averages definitely come up too so it's the big focus though is saves I, I think if I can get a bunch of saves here in the next five or six weeks that can really uh, that could really help me out yeah it's kind of crazy Ben when I was doing this Looking at the steals and average statistics, uh, for example, Bob has a five steal lead on you, and that's in the overall, that's almost 40 points for the five steals. And average, uh, you are 2.1 points ahead of Bob, and that's worth 55 points or something uh, in the overall. So it's like one hit or one steal is so uh impactful uh, and i'm sure the other categories are similar but it's just 
those those in particular are, are just going to be big drivers the rest of the way i i feel yeah and um so we'll probably get to it later but i i added jorge lopez um early on this year so he's uh-huh. he's really gotten me to where i am in stage otherwise i would have been really far behind um and i'm still kicking myself so i added him the week before he got the three saves but i didn't play him for those three saves because uh-huh. I, 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 Torrey Lopez, I'm like, well, he's might be the closer, so I'll at least add him. So sure. I have him. But, of course, he had, like, one of his best weeks of the year, and he was on my bench. And I kind of have him with Kyle, Kyle Finnegan, too. There was one week where he had two saves on my bench, and I could use those, too. So Yeah, yeah. You'd be yeah, 150 points save. behind instead of 200. <laughs> yeah, if I lose by, like, 25 points, I'm, I won't be happy. <laughs> You're going to go back and analyze all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I remember it was, it was Hunter Green. I started over uh, Jorge Lopez that weekend, like an eight ERA or something. I go back and look at it still. It's just of course, like, it's hey, crazy where we boy. like it's, it's, that's going to stick out forever, you know? If yeah, they, well, <laughs> you, can, you can't make every lineup decision can't be perfect. There's no way. No, I mean, yeah. Only yeah. only a best ball league can do that for you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yep. Yeah, I had I had Josh Rojas and I, and I picked him up in Fab and I cut him. So talk about a dumb move. All right. mm-hmm. probably, that was probably my worst move uh, all year. I wish I had him. He was well, funny thing. twenty steals. Yeah, yeah right, right. He uh, was horrible early on, and right I just I, yeah, I'm just not patient enough, and I, I just yeah, I cut. I should have I, I should have kept him. His average is good too. I think he's at like two eighty. So yep. yeah, well, when, you know, Bob, when you're lower in Fab, you you get more patient. You know, well, I, 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 well, I, I'll hold on to my three bucks as long as I can now. So. <laughs> uh, I'll, but yeah, what I'll do is I did, uh, I picked up uh, for a buck. I picked up Tyler Rogers because he got, he had a save last week, and okay, just not sure how the Brewers are going to use that pen. Something's telling me they're not going to keep. You mean Taylor, right? Taylor, Taylor Rogers, yeah. not Taylor, mm-hmm. Taylor Rogers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for some save. Uh, save opportunities. But like you said, I'm going to really look at those statistics and see, do I need a stolen base guy? Do I need a potential save guy? You know, what do I need? You know, I feel real good about my team as long as everyone Kopech went on the IL today. So Tony used to really screw me yesterday, but I screwed Kopech more than me, but uh, you know, kind of hurt me. Never should have pitched, but all my guys are healthy. Finally, I lost about 140, 150 at bats since the All Star break between Schwarber, uh, Rodriguez, and Luis Robert. They all have right. they all have a, a small IL stint since the mm-hmm. All Star break, and now they're all healthy and playing. You know, and I did. You know, I picked up Segura. I saw Ben has Segura too, I believe. I also picked up Manny Margot, and uh-huh. you know, so I had a couple stashes. So hopefully, I don't need. You know, hopefully, my with my last three bucks, I could get like the one dollar guy that I need for either average or steals or whatever. Sure. When it gets down to it. Yeah, and um, what's uh, what's the name been been really awesome lately for you, Alex Bregman's just been super hot. Yeah, you he's know, on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had the baby and uh, he just came out as a different uh, a different guy. So in your in your league, I I noticed that um, Steve Weimer was actually fifth overall. Um, in in the same league as one overall and fifth yeah, yeah. overall, he's got eighty eight bucks left compared to your third. Are you like a little nervous? He might make some moves that you, he can. You, you know what? I not really because I look like Dustin May was the big pickup, and right. I gotta be honest with you, I don't think I would have sat any of my guys that I put in as pitchers for my. I really like my pitching. Good. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if 
you know, I, you know, there's going to be good guy, but if all my guys stay healthy, I'm fine with my three bucks. It's, it's just right. if I get a bad injury, then um, you know, then then, then it's it's all over there. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, he has two teams in the top five now, doesn't he? He does. Yes, he third and fifth. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's trying to do a Phil Dussault. Phil was what, yeah. one and three last year, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to be one and two, and everyone will forget <laughs> about Phil, I guess, if he finishes first and second. <laughs> yep, yep. Phil's silently. Cr- Silently climbing in all his leagues, uh, he's, yeah. he's 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 making up a lot of ground in. Yeah, he's in coming league, up. But, he's he's, he's yeah. cashing in two leagues. Yeah, Steve Steve Steve's having a special year. It's it's great when you can see your name up there, multiple yeah. times, let alone once. You know, um, just twice is is pretty impressive. But yeah, I, I did see in that league that you have some, um, not yet. Yeah, not only if you guys stay healthy, you just have some solid leads too in in the points. You know, yeah. in the category. So it'll definitely take take a lot for. It to move up um but yeah my fab was great for me i just overspent i mean i right. got you know the guys i got in fab you know kyle wright and spencer strider and, and anderson of the dodgers nailer That's huge you know right i just got guys that have been major major contributors um all year you know a lot of times you pick a fab guy up and he's good for a month and then you know right he goes back to being the bummy not the bum but he goes back to being the very average player that he was before yep Absolutely, for sure. And, and, well, I, I, as you guys might know, I follow the the largest pickups every week, and the hit rate is about you know thirty or forty percent at best for the biggest, widest pickups. So uh, you guys are both doing, I think, much better than that. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to when you're doing that well, and in, in the overall, you know, in general, I think you have to be doing well. You know, um, yeah. Uh, so Bob, you you've told us about your um your let it fly strategy and Fab Ben, how what your how would you describe your strategy? Are you you know how do you like to like attack Fab? Probably the complete opposite. Um, okay. <laughs> last year in the main, I uh, I ran out of Fab um, earlier than I should have, and uh, so I, I was pretty bored for the last couple of weeks. Um, so this year I'm like, well, across all my leagues, I want to make sure I have enough money. Um, when it comes down to end of September and like right now. Uh, so I, I track my, I'm spending each week and then I get a new average per the remaining weeks of what I should, what my target should be. And, uh, so that's been very helpful this year and it allowed me to get Dustin May in all four of my fab weeks. So I, I had one of the highest, um, fab budgets left, uh, going into last week. Nice. Work. How much do you have left right now in your league? Uh, in the main, I'm so I spent big last two weeks, so I'm down to 55 now, which I think is all right. Um, That's good. I, I, I mean, considering how my team looks right now, knock on wood, um, hopefully I won't need a big, like a big time player um, in the next six weeks. But uh, yeah, I kind of broke the bank on pitching. I last week I got um, Eduardo Rodriguez and Tyler, Trevor Rogers. I know Trevor Rogers isn't necessarily the best but i had like mitch white and adrian sampson on my at the end of my roster so i'm like i'd rather have these two guys versus yeah. um mitch white and sampson and then i paid up i think i, think I spent 94 in may so which is about 40 dollars over um the runner up but i mean that's that's fine though i yeah, also sure. think with trevor rogers too is like i think there's something to be had when you just step away and you're injured or whatever you're spending time in the IR and you just have a chance to look at maybe what you're doing wrong, you know, instead of just grinding out the MLB daily life, you know, and he's, he's, I don't think he's that far from like flipping the switch to maybe not lights out like he was last year, but 
definitely not as bad as he was this year. And like and like you said, it's an upgrade for your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, do you guys like to make any uh you know drastic changes late late in the fab game, like two minutes before the deadline? I'm like notorious for that. I don't know if you guys uh I know Pop, really. you don't have much money to do that, but like even in general, like oh, I do when I you still do have money. Yeah. My dollar bid, I still got like eight still... players with the queue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Dollar, you know what I mean? Yep, I got yep. eight tiered. I'm 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 gonna get a guy. I know that. I just mm-hmm. yeah, I'm always I'm changing it right up until it's time to there's even been times I'm trying to change in it's lot it locks. So ah oh, yeah, yeah, that's happened to me too. That's happened to me too. I have to update sometimes my clock. It, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough. You you just you know you just hyper analyzing everything at that point, and you know sometimes you just, you just don't know what you you just don't know what to do. So you just start changing numbers. But sometimes it's led me down to you know good good move. But most of the times I think it's just I end up overpaying. Um, you know, I have it at 77. I move it to like 88 and the guy goes for 15. I'm like, shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he could have saved some money there, but yeah, you know, right. whatever. What are you going to do? That's the but- worst feeling when you wake up, you check Monday morning and, you know, you bid double the next right. guy. You know, right. You know. Yeah, you won the player, but yeah, you, you paid, you know, that's the worst feeling. I know. I know. I, I've i always like enjoyed hearing people discuss like if you can make fab better. You know, I know like the there's one method out there called like the Vickery method or something like that, where your, your bid becomes um, a dollar over the second place bid. So if you're, Uh if you bid 88 and it's 17, it's 18, you know, spent, but then a lot of people argue that that's the whole part of the, uh, you know, the strategy, the market, the, uh, the fab whispering, like, you know, Vlad likes to call it, you know, just getting a, getting it for a couple bucks more, one buck more. It's like a skill um it's it, it's it's tough but and then i just always you know like um i tried to implement um one time in my home league where we would do like a live fab just like a live auction you know like every sunday night <laughs> you just like get on we'd get on a zoom and and do it you know like just fab it like auction style you know live instead of silently yeah. but um i couldn't get it. It, it, it it's just hard to get anyone together yeah. but i think that would be cool like i think if if there was a way to pull that off, that would be like really awesome. But we have what we have, and I think it's you know I think it's uh I think it's a good system for sure. Yes, definitely, definitely better than first come first serve. Yeah, 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 totally, totally different from first come first serve. Once you get people out of that, you know, like in a home league or leagues where like no, no, I like it like this, but when they do the fab and they see how oh this is good, this is good this way, everyone has an equal shot, everyone. It's not like if you're standing in front of your computer, you're just gonna nail every guy that gets called up. But yeah. Look, I think Fab's a yeah, Fab is a it's just as important skill as drafting or player evaluation or draft strategy. I mean, it's just as important, you yep. know, knowing how to do Fab. So right, right, and I think that everyone who may have missed out on Dustin May, you know, might have a chance to land like Corbin Carroll or Gunnar Henderson, who they're they're rumored to be hot and coming up. You know, two of the top prospects in baseball even though it's going to be interesting to see how they approach that, because I saw a tweet, you know, from someone, um, I think uh, it was um, Matt Eddy at Matt Eddy uh, from uh, Baseball America. He was saying how like averaging out the days and the games from here to the end of the season, it would kind of like keep those two players under the threshold of rookie of the year, you know, um, eligibility because, you know, next, you know, the uh, new rules that are implemented for the rookie of the year, they, you get draft pick compensation if they are 
the rookie of the year. That's so right. It, right. it'll be interesting to see how many at bats, you know, because the Orioles are going for it. So they may just yeah. want to put him in there and and just we need to, you know, we want to make a playoff. But Corbin Carroll on the other end might just be more of a, you know, they they have so many guys there in general too. Like I'm worried about Jake 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 McCarthy's playing time. I got him in a lot of spots and I love his skill set. But you know, is he going to lose time when Corbin Carroll comes up? Or do they manipulate it? You know, if you're going to spend so much, you're going to drop however much money you have on the number one prospect. You know, and he starts to not play every day. It's it'll be interesting. That's it's it's why I love to play this game for sure. You know, all this stuff matters. Yeah. You know. All right, Todd. Let's hit up your article, and we'll get um everyone's sure. uh opinion on the uh, players that were picked up this week. Sure, sure. So I listed as usual. I listed the top guys that were added, and of course, as Ben was alluding, Dustin May was the uh, top guy. Uh, Thirty-seven, uh, forty-seven, all forty-seven main events, highest winning bid two forty, which actually there were two exactly identical two forty bids. Uh, the lowest winning bid for him was fifty. Wow. So I, I don't think, Ben, you were too far off by going 94. That gave you a, a pretty good chance of getting him. Um, so I don't know if you guys want to pause on May. Uh, I mean, he, I think he's pretty much the best pitcher we're going to see come available for the rest of the season. Um, so I don't know if there's too much to discuss, but um, did you guys uh, – you, Ben, you just got him in the one place? Is that all? No, I got him in all four of my NF, NFBC Fab Leagues, oh, actually. Great, great, yeah. great. Uh, Bob, you didn't get him because you're low on fab, I assume. Yeah, I didn't get May anywhere. Okay, any of the okay. twenty any of the twenty eight OCs or the eight, <laughs> or the eight uh, <laughs> mains. I got no I got no May. No they threw May. a perfect game against you on May for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping May struggle. I think his next starts in Miami. I need him to struggle. Okay. No May in, in August. No May. No, I gotta find out where he is. Maybe I gotta send a hooker to hotel or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. I love it. Sabotage for the overall. Yes. Excellent yes. strategy. Excellent. That okay. beats player evaluation and fab for sure. Yeah, man. really. Yeah. I don't yeah. yeah. 100 percent. If you see him that. run into the bathroom like diarrhea style, you know, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, he you ate know, something. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bob got to him. Yeah. That's, a, Bob, yeah. that's a different site than Fangraphs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I got to go to a different site. I'll okay. get it handled. Though. Anyway, that I know some people great. down in my in the Miami area. I'll get it handled. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, the next guy, Shay Langliers, uh, catcher. Uh, and uh, he went for a surprising $202 to one team. Most of the other bids, though, were much lower, uh, and he did go for as low as $1. I mean, I think a lot of teams need catching help, and he could play every day because they've shown a willingness to DH him. Um, Bob, did you get Langoliers anywhere? No, I didn't get it. I, I didn't. My catching – I in a lot of my leagues, I, I, I like to have two decent catchers. I'm not a big fan of the – you know, go draft real Muto and then Tucker Barnhart. You know what I mean? I'm not, right. I, I just hate, I, I'd rather pay up for catcher if I can. I I got on that main team, I got Will Smith, who's awesome. And then uh, in fab, I got uh, Nick Fortes, I guess, or Forte from Miami, yep. Who's, been, yep. who's been really, really good. And he has like six steals or seven, five or six steals too. So that's helped. And he's starting right. to play more too recently. They're starting yeah. to not play him like yeah. once every four days, which is yeah. He's not he's not in the lineup tonight. Although Stallings has been on fire at the plate, he's Stallings is hitting like three fifty or something his last you know twenty games right. or something. That's hurt me a little bit. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, almost a catcher. Instead of having a bad guy, I'd rather my guy just not play sometimes, you know. Yeah, sure, that's, that's better. Uh, right. Ben, did you get Langoliers at any uh, of your teams? No, I'm in the same boat as Bob. I, I didn't put any uh, bids in for him. I, I'm pretty set across the board at catcher, too. Okay. Well, except for maybe like a DC where, of course, you're just kind of stuck there. Um, but, yeah, I had the same mentality, too. I, I went with Varsho and um, Kybert Ruiz. And Ruiz has kind of been a disappointment. You know, he's been playing the entire year. I took maybe for a little bit more from him. But I did try to get uh, Perez, though, um, when he was available in my main. But I got okay. way out of it on that. But, yes. Okay. And also, yeah. too, I, I've had more of a rookie bias this year, at least in the main event. I have been um, trying to go for more of the sure thing, you know. Sure. Right, right. That's smart. That's a smart move. I mean, it definitely, you know, I think that's that's definitely one part of my game, too, that had to transition over from, like, a home keeper league to, you know, and, and a dynasty league to just, you know, not just understanding that you can't just go all flashy for the new toy and, and expect, you know, to win just all the time. But uh, Langoliers, though, I, I scooped up for four bucks in my league, and I was uh, I was pretty happy. I dropped Kybert in like three weeks ago, I think right before he went off for the two-homer game. Um, the next yeah. day, I think he had two homers, and that was the yeah, day after yeah, yeah, I dropped yeah. him. But, yeah, he was just, uh, you know, I don't know. I, he was just disappointing me with his – the volume was, was okay, but he just – I don't know, the team around him stunk, and he just just wasn't. I needed homers, so I chased Caratini for while Navarez was out. And even though I expected him to play a good week this week with a lot of lefties, usually Caratini plays. I uh, first lefties. Um, I just went for Langoliers. I threw a four buck out there, and I said, if I get him, I get him, and I got him. So um, I'm just hoping you know, good a good you know better average and some pop from from him going forward. So. You know, I just don't like the park, obviously, but it seems like they're going to give him a lot of run at DH, too, um, just to yeah. keep his bat in yeah. there. Yep. You're batting like seventh or eighth like, every night, just about. That makes no sense to me. I don't. I know. Could, you know considering that lineup, fifth. it's like, right. yeah. Yeah, right. There's, there's just no one. Or, that was the, and I looked at him. I didn't even put bids in anywhere. I just, and there were a couple of leagues I could have maybe, I, I, a catcher upgrade would have helped. He's batting seventh or eighth, and the, play, the hitters in front of him and behind him are horrible. And, you know, yeah. it's just yep. It's it's really bad lineup. It's such a terrible a good, team. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's you know, what I mean? but if he's batting fifth, you know, you kind of okay. He's batting fifth. He's he's going to see some good pitches, right. and he, you know, he has power. He's a pedigree, but yeah, I hate where they have him hitting. He's batted fifth twice out of his eight. You know, eight starts, but you know, of course, you got to get Chad Pinder back in there batting fifth. You know, yeah, when right, he's not, right. you know, just uh, you, <laughs> you got to do that. You know. Uh, there's, there's certain times when there's certain guys that are sitting, you know, and I'm like, what's this for? You know, what's this for? Because, you know, you need to get Tim Beckham in the game to get him some looks. Like, I, I just don't uh, just, just some of the players that get a spot start every now and then. I'm just, this is not necessary. I'm just, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm just a bit of a fantasy guy. So, so Rob, what do you think of uh, Brett Beatty? Uh, he, he, did you go after him? And what do you think of his uh, rest of your uh, rest of your outlook? I I went for him, but not for um, you know, no, not for a big price. Um, I was at him for like uh, about eleven bucks. Um, I okay. I think I think you know I think a lot of people are worried about Eduardo Escobar coming back and and playing, but he he was really relegated to. I mean, Guillaume was playing most of the time over Escobar, Escobar anyway, 
uh, a lot in the last month, whether that was due to Escobar being hurt, like kind of hurt and they were resting him or just he wasn't really good. Um, but I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot of thunder in the bat. You know, I'm really like he hit his homer 113 and that's that's pretty impressive, you know, just to know that you have that in you. He hit the ball pretty hard. He's just hitting the ball on the ground too much right now. Um, I think yeah. his ground ball percentage is at 72%. So that's got to change for him to be truly effective um, in fantasy. But, um, you know, I think at being in that lineup, not having the pressure to be, you know, a superstar, you just got to go and blend in and play well. Um I don't like the hit tool. He doesn't strike out much. He's got a good eye and uh, he's got a nice build. He like kind of reminds me of Christian Yellick a little bit, you know, maybe a little taller than him. Um, I think he's got a nice fluid like body to play, but I like him. Um, I didn't get him anywhere though. I, um, okay. okay. I tried, but no, I didn't have <laughs> like the, I didn't have the money um, to go, you know, hard for uh corner guy. It wasn't, uh, you know, on two of my teams, my corner was Pascantino. So I didn't really have, that was like, Another thing, I didn't really have a spot spot for him. Um, I have okay. Brian Hayes in one league, so and but I knew he was back early. If he was going to be missing more time, I probably would have upped my bid a little bit on Beatty. But thinking that I didn't need a corner because I didn't have a place to play him, and I have Otani in one spot as a utility. So, uh, but that uh, that completely can be down the drain considering Pascantino is on the IL now. And um, yeah, yeah, what are you going to do? That was unexpected. How about uh, Ben, you or Bob? Did you guys go after Beatty at all? Ben? Uh, um, not in the main. I did get him in TGFPI, though. He was my Joey Vada replacement. Okay. Mm. Okay. Nice. nice. That's a good replacement. And Bob, I assume you did not go for Beatty. No, he's a Met. I ain't going after him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't need no Met. No, no, I, I wouldn't went after him. But I mean, does he, go, does he get sent back down when Escobar comes back or? No, I don't think so. No, okay, yeah. I mean, I I don't follow the Mets that much, but no, I I know I wasn't going to have the money to get him, so I was yeah, just sure, sure. You know, yeah, I wasn't going to waste my time. Escobar what do you guys terrible. think? What do you think, guys? Yeah. Of Luis Garcia of San Diego, he's back again. He was a hot pickup a few weeks ago when it looked like they needed a closer. Um, the Padres. Uh, did and was anyone? Let's put it this way: forget about whether you picked him up. Were anyone <laughs> optimistic about? his chances of getting consistent saves? Probably not. Well, I mean, for now, maybe, but I could see them going back to uh, Hater eventually. Right. Uh, I was in a position, though, luckily, where I didn't really need saves because um, I had enough arms that are in that role already across my league, so um, I didn't even bother putting a bid in for him. Okay. So, Marte just hit a single – Scored one, and then they sent Beatty to. They sent Beatty home with Alonzo and Lindor and Alonzo up. I mean, come on, smarten the fuck up if you're a third base coach. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, you know, like, ah, sorry, good. And you interrupt <laughs> that. It's just that's just brutal. Like, a, a ball was just a little bit past the infield grass too. I mean, I mean infield dirt. It's just terrible. If coaches can press too, Rob. Yeah, well, sure. And they can also be fired too. But yeah. oh. <laughs> that's, like the, that's like the like the the second I think the, I think in the Philly series he made a couple of like really aggressive I'm a big aggressive guy too. I don't think I give anyone a stop sign when I used to coach third. So I can't say that, but I mean 
Come on. Alonzo and Alan Dora. Jeez, Christ. But don't feel bad. At least the Mets the Mets got some hits tonight. Uh yeah. Lodolo's no hit in the Phillies through five. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I got him in an OC this week. I was super happy. I was yeah. so, so pride that he was available. Um, this is actually a league I was twelfth in um for like the first six weeks and I moved my way up to fifth and I had I had the hammer. I had like three hundred bucks left. So I went um hundred a hundred and uh let's see, let me pull up real quick. Cause it was I was pretty excited. I went hundred and twelve on May, forty-eight on Lodolo, and twenty-six on Havale. All two two double starts and uh that's where I need to make my push. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Um I like yeah. when I see guys that I really like available on the wire. It just uh Instead yeah, of just like if we're going for like a, a Monday to Thursday play when you just have a guy like, oh, great. I have a guy I could set it and forget it with. Yeah. It makes me excited. But Luis yeah, Garcia, yeah. I, I don't I agree with Ben. I think I think that it's going to be a week before haters back in there, even in, even if they put him back in there to, and he fails again. I just think that it's not going to be long before he's uh, he's the guy again. Uh, and um, I'm not even sure uh, Garcia gets all the ops. Yeah, yeah. Is out. Good point. Good point. You got Nick yeah, Martinez. They, they got Suarez, you got Suarez. Yep. Nick Martinez. I mean, they got they got some arms in that pen. So yeah, I mean, he might. And get... Suarez was the guy I speculated on when everyone went for Garcia. Um, he was coming off the injury, and I was just, uh, I was like, wait, they paid this guy to be the closer, but they do have options, you know. So it, sure. it, it could not be just Garcia for sure. All right. So let me, in, in the interest of time, so let me just read. Uh, the last six guys that were on the top 10 and any comments are welcome on any of these guys. We have stone Garrett. Who's uh, I love his name by the way, but he's uh, he's playing for the diamondbacks. I believe Austin Voth, Kerry Carpenter, Harold Ramirez, Chaz McCormick and Brandon Hughes. So uh, let me start with Bob. Any, any comments on these as pickups generally, uh, were you more optimistic or less optimistic about anyone in particular? Well, yeah, I have Harold Ramirez. I picked him up for a dollar like three weeks ago. Uh, he's a good average guy, and I yeah. really average was where my team was really was struggling most of the year with. So, and he hit, he hits like top four of that lineup. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I picked. So I do have Harold Ramirez, but now both has been pinching well lately. But I mean, it's tough to get excited about Austin both. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially put his two stop. I mean, it's I know the White Sox aren't really like a feared feared lineup, but then you got Houston too. So um, yeah, that's tough. I mean, that's tough. yeah, yeah. It just I mean, I I like strikeout guys. You know what I mean? Yep. I just you know I like a guy to not not that everyone's going to go get you ten, but I mean I like a guy that has a shot to go get you ten Ks. You know, mm -hmm. a really good outing, and just both isn't that guy. Sure, uh, sure. He just discovered analytics, you? though. I mean, just discovered it. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, that was his thing. You're right. I sure. read that. He, yeah. <laughs> what? what do you mean? You just discovered yeah, it. They're not talking about it. You don't that see it every what, day in the clubhouse. That was what the reporter said. Who knows what the real truth is? Um, uh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, Ben. Good point. Good point. But what do you think? What do you think of these guys? These six uh, excellent players. <laughs> yeah, I was in on Voth, uh, both whatever it was a, a long time ago, and I'm no interest in him at all. Uh, I was in on Harold Ramirez in a few leagues. He was in, um, I'll use James Anderson's term, the waterfalls. Um, I, I think I got him in TGFBI also. Um, so that was good. Um, uh -huh. and I, I knew the Rays had a good, they had, uh, 
one thing I do also is I look for the four four game Monday through Thursday a lot, and I knew the Rays were one of those teams, and I saw he was coming back too. So I'm like, well, right. perfect, perfect opportunity there. Um, and then I would also be interested in Chaz McCormick. I didn't bid on him anywhere though, but I know that he plays all the time for Houston, and uh, he has some power and some speed potential there too. So I don't think he's a bad ad. And um, right. I guess Hughes has a better shot of than Garcia of getting saves, I would imagine. So he's probably the better uh, fab acquisition of those two, I would say. Yeah, I, I got Hughes in a couple leagues, and my theory was that the Cubs had eight games this right. week, so maybe he would get a, a few chances out of that somehow. Uh, yeah. But yet yet to be seen if that uh, will occur. He got a save today, Hughes. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. I picked up Hughes in in one league, and I picked up Lighter Junior actually in 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 both my mains because I was thinking the same thing. Just because sure. he picked up a save, but even even just where I kind of needed some K's, I was just kind of seeing if like if he could get two, maybe even three appearances in the week, maybe looking at six six to eight strikeouts, you know, and probably better ratios than a starter. He's been pitching really really well in the last, I think six appearances. He added um. Get what pitch it was off the top of my head, but he had a pitch and he he it's been lights out and uh so I kind of like what I saw from that too and yeah. and like you said attacking the eight game schedule like I had Wick on one team so I added Hughes to that team just thinking whoever gets it you know sure sure I'll, I'll get something out of it it's just uh there's a cluster of saves where um I can make you know I can make good ground so I it's a I'm at a point where um just trying to add saves and I think if I get like six, about, about six saves, it might be like four points. So just trying to add as much as I can at this point of the year. I did pick up a carpenter. Um, this week is kind of, you know, the two game week I didn't start him for, for Monday to Thursday, but I kind of like the power. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's just, just when it just seems like he's exclusively DH, and, you know, it's just, I know Miggy's being a good sport about letting the young kids play and him being a little injured, but that's the only thing. That's the only thing that hinders, I think, Carpenter. Is he definitely sitting versus a lefty? Right. Um, and and then you just gotta catch him on a, you know, on a good week. But um I know next week is kind of uh I think a good schedule for him. So and I just need a power. So uh just like a power play right there. Um, picked up Gallegos too for the same the same reason is the the eight game week and just hoping yep. he can get a couple of ancillary saves. Um, but sure. yeah, de- definitely was a Brandon Hughes fan and um, Harold HRAM is just really really such a professional hitter. I mean, he's really good. I mean, he's just a really good baseball player, and you know the Rays would get funny with playing time, but he seems to be one of the guys that is. Not like full full time, but as close as full as you can yeah, get. I mean, gets, since since he's been back, he's only yeah, missed uh, one game, you know, and batting third, batting fourth, and um, you know, uh, he's yeah, he, and the he, first he, the first outfield eligibility is huge. Yeah, he's always hit for a high average, I think, yep. consistently. Um, yep. So let's let's drop down to the amount remaining. We already sat, kind of went over the wow bid and the players over a hundred bucks. But the, the average fab uh, left for main event is $104. And uh, what Rob and I were following this last year through the podcast, and uh, there was $57 per team left unused last year. So if you assume that's about right, 
there, there's only a little over $50 left for the active teams per team. So Ben, I think you're right, even with what you've got remaining, I think you're right uh, at the average probably of the active teams. Um, and Bob, you, you're not you're not so far below. Like it's not like people have two hundred bucks to throw around. Um, uh, you got, yeah, you got to remember with Fab too. Like if I would have unloaded it on Dustin May if I had it, or if I have if there's somebody who looks really good, your Fab is it gets worth less every week as yeah, you get sure. closer to the end of the season. Yeah, like, yeah. It just is, you know. So I mean, it's not why I'm out of Fab in all my leagues, but. You know, you're you're only going to get so much out of the player. Yeah, I agree. If you're you know? going to make a great acquisition, it's better to do it in April than uh, August. Right. That's for right, sure. right. So right when when there's twenty week twenty games to go in the season, you go get a pitcher in Fab. You're getting you know two three starts maybe, and if he throws a clunker in there, he hurts you. So yeah. it's just you know, I mean, now's the time you know where, where I think you unload and get your guys, and you know, you you know, you just ride it out to the end because. You know, as the season progresses, just it's not going to be worth as much to you. Definitely. Yep. Good Definitely. point. Great point. So the four players that were three weeks ago that I try to rate as pickups over the first three weeks, because I figure uh, if they do well the first three weeks, that makes them a pretty good pickup um, because that's when they're generally in the lineups for people. Um, and the first guy on the list, surprisingly, is Luis Garcia of San Diego. Uh, <laughs> so he's, he was he was the number one pickup three weeks ago. And, uh, you know, he did pretty well. But the thing is, once I analyzed it more carefully, he got one save August 1st, and then he didn't get another one until the 22nd. And, I, and when the Padres traded for Josh Hader, people just let him go and dropped him. So I really couldn't, even though the stats aren't bad, I really couldn't give him a win. I gave him a loss. Um, I don't know if anyone does anyone have a comment on that. I mean, obviously his stats are pretty good, but I just felt like it was fair to give him a loss there. You are so tough, Todd. I mean, you're a tough judger. You know, it's just that's what you are. You, you, you tough boss. I you you must have been a tough guy to work for back in the day. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Nobody, definitely. Nobody gets a good review out of me. Sergeant Whitestone. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's had a lot of opportunity, though. I mean, the, well, that's the Padres, true. That's true. The but Pod, since that trade and they got soda, they really haven't been playing well. You know. Yeah, yeah I know. Who, who, would you? Here's the question, though: Would either Ben or, or Bob would you be happy with having picked up Luis Garcia three weeks ago? That's my question. I guess if yeah, probably Based not. On six innings, no. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Probably not, but I I would have only paid a buck for him. So okay, okay fine. <laughs> um, then we have Jake McCarthy, Rob's boy, who I gave a win to. So I was really uh, in your corner, Rob, even though you, you gave me a hard time. Um, he's got a 281 average, a homer, five steals. That's really really been helpful. So if he does stay in the lineup, I think he's a great guy to ride out. Um, I assume there's no controversy about McCarthy, right? No. Okay. No, you should have just made you should have just made another category called Super Win, Todd. Super Win. <laughs> well, I'll just check whatever the ones that Rob picked. I, I will give Super Win. Okay. <laughs> then we have a, a Pete Fairbanks, who's kind of the same situation, only with a little better stats. He's got you know zero ERA, which is great, but people picked him up for the saves, you know, and he didn't really give. He got two saves, but 
they were they weren't right away, and I think people generally dropped him again. So using that logic, I gave it I gave him a loss, but I'm yeah. sure Rob doesn't like that. If you pick up somebody from the Rays bullpen, you get what you're asking for. Oh, uh, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. If you're just looking for a good pitching and ERA, then that's fine. But if you're looking for saves consistently, uh, yeah, yeah, ratios they're good, but I, who? It's a guess of who's going to get the, yeah. the save opportunity. Right. So the, and the last guy I think is a win, Jonathan Hernandez of Texas. I think he's still sort of the closer, and he's gotten a few saves and three, three of them in three weeks, and. Uh, even though, his, again, his stats aren't quite as good as Fairbanks, I think he's uh, a winning pickup. Yeah. It's funny how he has like... one more save, but it's all about the context. Yeah, that's what I mean. I was trying to do that with the closers instead of just saying, yeah. well, what's the ERA or something. Um, well, he's got that win in there, too. I saw that one save difference, too, and I was ready to question yeah, Todd. But he, kn- he knows. Yeah, no, he... I, yeah, I think yeah, he knows. No, he's he right. Don't. Todd Wright, you're always wrong. Fine, fine, fine. Right, so for the year, assuming I'm right most of the time, <laughs> it's 35% uh, good pickups compared to last year's 24%. So the, the record's much better, and even the, the bad the bad ones are, are, are 44%, which is not as bad, but still sort of gives you a pause, like most, uh, almost half the pickups that people are making all these good main event owners uh, are going to turn out poorly. Um, so it just, just makes, makes us realize that the fab game is not an easy one. Um, and uh, then I, I showed the overall standings, which uh, we, we referenced already, Bob and Ben, the one, two is Scott Genstad is right on your heels. And then uh, Steve Weimer, Bob Katsarumpas, who was first for a while, and Scott Wagoner, and then Ned Donahue has been having a great year too. But um, I think, uh, you know, the top 20 is in really good shape for cashing uh, an overall prize because it's really hard to move up from 60th or 70th position to, um, to, to get in the top 20. Yep. I absolutely agree. It's, it's, it's tough at this time of the year to make big, big movement, you know? Yeah, you need a perfect run of like player performance, having fab left, and being able to do what you want. It has to be really just you know perfect, perfect layout for you to get gain, go from maybe twentieth to fifth, or you know outside into the top twenty. It's hard. It's hard to do. So let me ask both Ben and uh, Bob: Do you see yourself considering uh, going with uh, eight or nine starters, or alternatively like? as many relievers as you can, or do you think you're just going to play it out as a balanced approach most of the rest of the season? Um, I'll go first. Uh, so right now I'm doing six and three, um, mm-hmm. started a closer. Um, I was seven to two early on cause I only had two closers. So now right, I'm trying to, right. like I said before, I'm trying to get those saves back. Um, I did pick up James Kerenshack this week, uh, mainly as like a, He's been getting five to six Ks the last four weeks, so that's basically a start. Starts worth with a good ERA and WHIP. So, he, I mean, he's not going to count as a closer. I mean, unless they get some back-to-backs for Class A, but um, I could see my I could see him going in my lineup as a fourth reliever potentially. Okay. Um, and now once we get to like end of September, and guys are sitting now or they're getting shut down, um, 
then I'll have to decide, okay, do I want to just do like a ton of relievers or a ton of starters like this to make sure I don't fall behind in case I, so I'm going to go balance for now. And then in the next couple of weeks, I'll have to decide okay. with my fab okay. what to do. Yeah. Cause I think like you said, like knowing, knowing who you have on your team too, you know, like going to, um, you know, four starters and five, not even closers, but even if it's, you know, two guys or three guys that are just speculative, like getting, getting one save or every two weeks, you know, if, if it's just something that can make the difference while still having strikeout starters in there. Cause like you mentioned, like if it, one of them is Nicholas, you know, it, that that might not be the best route, but you know, with you know Morton, McClanahan, and May, you know you you may have the opportunity to you know throw five or six you know relievers in there. Like you yeah. said, if you could fill them out with a Curran Jack or um, you know any reliever like with a seven game schedule that hasn't pitched the weekend, you know that knowing that they're going to come in and you know, maybe get two or three appearances, like just like extra stuff like that, that you might, yeah, like you said, like have to start diving into. Cause again, again, like just, I mean, if I would recommend anything, just, just do the math, just, just look at how many strikeouts you can points you might lose and how many saves you can gain, you know, and that's the biggest thing. It I think taking the extra time to do that. Cause I, yeah, I was just like hyper doing that in my leagues too, just trying to see, you know, who's in front of me and saves and, and how many closers are they starting? Like, is it realistic? If I put in six closers, will they, will I move? You know, um, I know right, last year right. that happened to work for me, like perfectly in a league, uh, the guys in front of me started to only carry one closer um, cause they felt good in their lead. And I just loaded up and I moved past like three or four guys that helped me win the league, you know? So um, just it's, I think it's, it's stuff like that, Rob, because, uh, you know, a guy like Michaelis, you know, he he tends to pitch deep into games, even though he doesn't get the strikeouts. And mm-hmm. with St. Louis behind him, he, he has a good chance for wins. Yep. And th- that category is really mercurial, very difficult to predict. But if you get a couple extra wins, that's yeah. a big deal. It's huge. You know? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. When so, just. Bob, what about you? Do you think you're just going to go bounce six three seven two? No, I'm I've been seven two just about all year. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm seven two right now, but I'm probably going to be like four starters and five relievers in two weeks if I'm still like in the top three. Because uh-huh. I mean, you pick up three or four extra saves at the end of the year, that sure. could be a lot of points. And sure. I got and I do have you know, Nola, Woodruff, McKenzie, Strider, I got fireballers, you know, I got guys that are going to get me plenty of strikeouts. So especially if I get them on it, you know, I got to go look at the schedule again, right. but if I could get them on, on a two star, you know, Kyle Wright even get some strikeouts. So, you know, if I could get some of those guys on, on two star weeks, so I'm, I'm proud. My last three bucks are probably going to be for three, uh, you know, three relievers. Relievers. Okay. Yeah. I got, I got, and Wick and Hughes are both available in, the, in my, in this mainly. Wow. Uh, they're both out there. So I'm probably going to use those that last three bucks on relievers. Okay. Okay. Cool. Makes sense. Yep. Absolutely. So this is the best. I just love talking about this and even just thinking this stuff through, you know, when I'm going through my leagues and even the overalls, like, you know, I, I'm not going to make a push in the main event, I think, but you know, in the OC, I think one of my teams has a shot to get into the top 20, top you know, 10, maybe if I get really lucky, but just doing that, just doing that work, just, you know, this, it, it, it's really cool. I don't know why it just, it gets me excited to try to figure that out and see if it's realistic, you know, and like, then just 
changing your approach and getting rid of, uh, you know, like average guys or stolen base guys, if you don't need it and just rostering some power like that, you might not be the best players, but just trying to look at the schedule and pick that out. It's, it's fun. It's, it's, I think what make this, uh, extremely, extremely awesome to do. And then Todd, what what I like what you add is always I always look at the um the average first place, second place, and third place scores because I think yeah, those are yeah. those are always super fun to, you know, um kind of get a read on. Like in in um the league I'm in with Bob Katsarumpis, you know, I have 122 and a half points and the average first place score is 117. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, man, you know, like I'm not even in first, you know. I'm 13 points ahead of the average second place score. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is just, you know, but that's what happened. You know, you just yeah. land in those leagues sometimes, but I, I really like that ad. And I, I think I probably comment every week on how that average third place score looks like it keeps creeping up, you know, like distancing from the pack in, in leagues. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a leagues with uh, the first place guys, 104, 105 points. So, I mean, it's, it's all over the map, depending on the closeness of the top seven or eight guys, I think. Yep. Absolutely. Looking at one of those right now, it's uh, the league that Scott's in. And the yes. second and third place teams have 88 and 87 and a half. I know. Which kind of blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, but that league, if you look at it later. Oh, wow. Uh, it has the top seven or eight or nine, then, are all, like, really pretty good scores. It's not like, you know, there's three good teams and nobody else. Man, so, I'm looking at it right now. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that league could be turned upside down in two weeks. Yeah. yeah uh, really such tight. I mean, the 10th place team still had 80 points. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. You usually don't see that. And I just wanted to give you an update on Schwindy City, um, Todd. He still oh, has good. he still has nine hundred and ninety eight dollars left in my league. I don't know if you guys have been <laughs> listening, but uh, there's a guy in my league who has uh, nine hundred ninety eight dollars left in Fab. He's, and he's uh, still in se- seventh or eighth place, right? Yeah, he's doing solid. I I think me and Todd always talk about. It. I think it's a bet. I think like, he made a bet with someone, thinking he could come in X amount of place with without spending more than ten dollars or something. I don't know. That's impressive. He, he thinks that he can loan Bob Cremutola some money. <laughs> How much would you pay for nine hundred and ninety? Oh man! Bob, Bob could get nine hundred ninety relievers. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that very is great. Funny, very funny. Well, awesome. thanks guys for joining yeah, us. This it's was really, really great cool. to have you. And uh, personally, I, I wish you both luck down the stretch. I hope. Your teams do very well, and maybe it'll come down to the last day. I don't know. I I I think Ben's going to pay. He Ben may have passed me why we were doing this pod. <laughs> Nate, Nate Lowe's Nate, Nate Lowe's hit a home run tonight in Coors. Freed's oh. gone seven plus innings so far with like two hits and a walk, and the Braves are winning. I know you got Freed. I got the Phillies, and my guys ain't got no hits on the Phillies, so I got nothing going tonight, and I got no pitching going tonight. So I, I may be going down hard. Just you know, you'll be the jinx, Rob. Rob. No, no, no. There's, the no the, there's no such thing as jinxes. There's no such thing as jinxes. Well, if I, Ben, if I don't win, I hope you win. If oh, this thanks, Bob. True, I appreciate that. If yeah. This is true. Ben's going to podcast every night for the next. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Of, the, of the message everyone on Twitter be like, hey, can yeah. I jump on? I'm tonight? available. Yeah, I need right. to po- I need to podcast. 
Yeah, uh, Ben surges ahead into first. Uh, we'll see, like, come October 15th, Ben his new fantasy baseball podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it all the time now. Yeah. Right. That wasn't so bad, right, Ben? I mean, this was good, right? It was good times. Oh, no, I had a blast doing this. Cool, man. I appreciate it. I saw some butterflies in the beginning, but they, they went away quickly. Good. Awesome. Awesome. You yeah. Both we, are great. I think uh, you both are great fantasy players. I wish you both luck. Yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank man. you. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of you guys. I listen to your pod all the time, uh, uh, Rob and Todd. And uh, probably that's why I don't have uh, you did a pod a while ago in the offseason. I don't have Alex Kirloff anywhere. And that's how I pick up a lot of knowledge, just because you had mentioned one time you had a bad wrist and wrist issues. I'm like, all right, well, let me cross that guy off. So cool. these pods, uh, you guys do great work and uh, you Thank know, you. spread a lot of great information out there. It really helps. Appreciate Thanks. that, guy. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is uh, we try to be as straightforward as we can be. And, you know, just um, I think there's a good avenue that we're we're hitting here. You know, we have a nice little NFPC, uh, you know, obviously um, it, it's not you know, geared toward every single little league out there. And uh, I know that the whole world of uh, 10 and 12 team leagues is way bigger than this, but I think there's a trickle down effect. I think, you know, even for, I've had some people who don't play main event or not even on NFBC, but they, they said it's just binds them a different, you know, path to, you know, in their league, you know, just by listening. And um, yeah. yeah, we, we just try to be, uh, you know, I try to um, even, even the pod I don't do with Todd in the off season, it's just, you know, just trying to, uh, get to talk to players like you and just picking their brain. Just, I, I really love to learn about how everyone approaches, you know, fantasy baseball and how they think. And I think it's such a, it's such a cool learning lesson just to hear everyone's approach and what they pick up on and, you know, how they write their fab list and they take notes and they do that. And it's, it's, it's cool. I think there's so much out there to learn and uh, I want to learn all of it, you know, I think there's so much to learn. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate you guys coming out. And um, I do wish you guys the best of luck going forward. This is going to be pretty much nail-biting territory. I mean, if you bite your nails or whatever you do, <laughs> whatever your vice is, I'm sure you're going to up it I'll now. Start. <laughs> yeah, I'll start. It, the vice is podcasting. The vice is podcasting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Right now well, it is. See what happens. Absolutely. All right, fellas. Thank you so much. Thanks for everyone to listen to the podcast to the Pull Hitter Podcast. Remember to read Todd's article on spstreamer.com. And um, yeah, follow this race to the end of the season to see who's gonna oh, there we go. The SP streamer mug. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff, Bob. And uh, yeah, follow this race to the end and uh see who's gonna win the ultimate prize. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Pull Hitter Podcast. And thanks for everyone for the continued support of the show. Um, really means a lot. And yeah, so wish everyone the best going down this last stretch of fantasy baseball season and baseball itself. If you enjoy the sport, you know, this is this is the time where, you know, the playoff races will start coming down and, you know, we're getting forth to the postseason so while baseball is, you know, getting close to a close and the summer is coming close to a close, you could still appreciate these things with, um, you know, with open arms and and love it. So um, hope everyone is not being a big bag of shit like so many people on Twitter are. So please don't be that person. Be kind and don't be a bag of shit or a scurb. Cool.